Welcome again, and happy Easter. It's a delight to see you here, and man, the, the sun is just blazing bright this morning. What a delight. We are in the Easter story this morning in John, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18, and it is the beautiful story of that first Easter morning. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in, and the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was lying in its place separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. But then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. Saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Ravone, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go and said to my brothers and tell them, I ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them all that he had said, these things to her. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, this morning we are looking at the stone is rolled away. Some years ago, more than 100 years ago, when Napoleon's armies were sweeping across Europe and seemingly unstoppable, there seemed to be no hope in sight. And on the evening before Easter, the armies gathered around a town by the name of Felkirke on the border of Austria. The people were frightened terribly, and they encircled that city. And in the nighttime before Easter, all the town council gathered at the church, and they deliberated on, on what to do exactly. And they delivered almost the entire night. And finally, one elder said, listen, it's Easter morning this morning. Let's ring the bells, as we always do, and celebrate Easter. And so, dawn that Easter, they began to ring the bells. And Napoleon's armies, thinking that reinforcements were arriving, and that was the reason for the bell, because they had completely forgotten that it was Easter morning, broke camp and fled, and the Battle of Felker never happened. I think that's a powerful story because, not only because it's true, and because of deep faith, but because I think sometimes we need to have a step of faith 
in the dark to celebrate in the light. And I think that's exactly what Mary did, to take a step of faith in the dark so she could celebrate in the light. Now, this story begins with a phrase that a lot of people overlook. What does it begin with? While it was still dark. While it was still dark. While it was still dark, Mary began the journey to the tomb. Wow. Can you imagine that? Now, I don't know about you, but I got up this morning while it was still dark. Anybody? I get up at 5.30, which, you know, I normally have at 6, but somehow that extra half hour. <laughs> and it was, it was me and the moon as I looked out <laughs> on a neighborhood, and Venus, the bright morning star, was there. And I like to have devotions and just pray and reflect. And before I, I um, come to church, and then I got Savannah up at six, and it was still dark. <laughs> she can tell you, it's just like, oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, it's a little, it's hard. And of course, we drove, so it was easy, but, but Mary had to walk. And we had the hope of Easter morning, and Mary did not yet have that hope that she would soon have. And I think that she sets an example of faith for us that is very important as we come into Easter morning to be able to take that step of faith in a darkness. And you think about the things that were going through her mind. Her Lord and Savior lay in a tomb. Her life was shattered. She was overcome with grief. She had the darkness of grief. She had the darkness of despair, wondering what would happen to the stone. This immense stone, some eight to ten feet tall normally, is what we believe it was, was rolled in place. There's no way that she or any of the women uh, would have been able to roll that stone aside, and yet they, they took a step of faith. Uh, there were people that may have uh, been lurking in the darkness, and uh, she could have been robbed, but she continued to walk in the darkness, and she maybe continued to think about those kinds of things. And you think for a moment in our own lives and think about the, the darkness that sometimes clouds our sky, even as the, the stone itself is in blocking the tomb. And we think of our own lives, I know, in these last years, it's been uh, the darkness of a pandemic. There's also the, the darkness of, of lives that have been lost. And there's the darkness of grief that we face. And we remember some folks have lost their jobs and so face the darkness of financial difficulties or the darkness of an illness and the darkness of so many things in our life. And sometimes it's just the darkness of, of doubt. Is it really, really true? And the darkness just seems to penetrate us in such a powerful, powerful way. But I think like Mary, if we learn, learn to take a step in the darkness, our faith will become stronger, but even more powerful. We will see the light of dawn, even as Mary did on that first Easter morning, even as the people of Felkir rang the bells and made that decision in the darkness and began to ring the bells as dawn broke. And God worked a miracle, not quite as great as the miracle of Easter morning, but a miracle nonetheless. And I wonder what miracle you need this morning. So today, take a step of faith in the darkness. And when we do that, I believe that we will see that the stone is rolled away. Well, you know the rest of the story. Mary went to the tomb, and they found that the stone was rolled away. And we're told that Mary ran and told the disciples, right? Uh, Peter and John, who refers to himself as the other disciple or as the beloved disciple, 
and they came running, they had a race, still working it out. You know, disciples sort of competitive. And uh, John tells us that he ran the race, but stopped short of going inside the tomb. But Peter went all the way into the tomb once he reached there. And uh, they began to think and they began to wonder. And then the other disciple went in and John says that he saw and believed. And Peter was still wondering, putting the pieces together. Have you ever been in that place in your life? You're still putting the pieces together. As a matter of fact, the, the word for uh, saw there is theoretzo. It's the word we get theory from. We're kind of putting the pieces together and putting a theory together. And it seems like it's impossible, but could it be? Could it be? Is, is God at work in this way? And then they went away. And no doubt getting the other disciples. We're, we're told that other women were probably there too in the other Gospels. Uh, John, in typical John fashion, tends to focus the camera on one person. So we get that very, very up close and personal story. And so Mary remained at the tomb while the others had gone away. And in that moment, she goes inside the tomb and she sees two angels that have suddenly appeared there. And uh, she says, where have you taken my Lord? And they say, he's not here, he's risen. And then she turns around. And uh, maybe it was because she was in a darkened tomb and the light was spilling through the tomb. And she was somewhat blinded by that, but she did not recognize Jesus and thought him to be the gardener. And so she looks at him and says, where have you taken him? And Jesus speaks one word, which is her name. Mary, and she knows the voice of her Lord and Savior, and she says, Rabone. Wow, what a beautiful and powerful moment as darkness turns to light, not only on the horizon, but on the horizon of our faith. And what a powerful, life-changing moment it is. It can change everything. The stone that we had so worried about is rolled aside. The stone of grief, the stone of doubt, the stone of difficulties, because if God can take the tragedy of the cross and turn it into the triumph of the resurrection, then there's nothing that God can't do. Even death itself is transformed. About a week and a half ago, I went to a celebration for a friend who is part of the Air Force Auxiliary as I am, and um, it was the 50 year anniversary of his service. And it was a celebration also of his, of his life, and he had terminal cancer, and his time was very close. And it's so nice to celebrate a life while they're still alive and can hear all those good things that people are saying. And he impacted so many people. Young people came who are in the, currently serving in the armed forces, and it just said what a remarkable mentor this person had been, in addition to all the positions he had served, he's a pilot, and he's also a ground team leader, just done a lot of amazing things. But the most important thing to him was, was the people. And then there was a moment when he called myself and two other chaplains aside and, and um, asked us to go back into a room alone with his wife and, and um, asked us to, to do service. And of course we agreed, and we had scripture reading, we had prayer, and um, the, one of the chaplains with me, and just sort of chief of chaplains emeritus, a colonel, and um, he's a Baptist, so right away he said, are you, <laughs> I gotta ask you this question, are you ready? And he didn't get halfway through the sentence, the guy said, I'm ready to meet my Lord and Savior. 
Well, in addition to being a chief of chaplains and being a Baptist, so he had to back it up and make sure that he got it right. So he said the whole thing about it. He said, I want you to wait. And you went through the thing. Is your heart right with the Lord, Jesus Christ? You know him as Savior and Lord. And listen, not the whole time. And then he waited politely till he's done. And he said, yes, I'm ready to meet my maker. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And he looked each of us three chaplains in the eye and let us know. Right eye to eye. This week, he passed away. And um, yesterday, on Saturday, um, myself and other chaplains celebrated his life, his funeral service. And um, a couple hours from here, but wanted to be there. And we were able to share the story that I had preached on just two weeks ago on Lazarus, that Jesus called Lazarus forth, and he wept with Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, this very same Mary that stood here in this tomb. And then Jesus called forth Lazarus from the dead and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. And we were able to lean into that story and say that Jesus weeps with us, but Jesus also will call us forth from the other side of eternity and call our name out and say, come forth. In this case, Mark, come forth. And what a hope amidst the tears, because Jesus does weep with us. Jesus is there in the darkness, but Jesus also calls us forth with the hope of the resurrection because he was the one who paved the way and made all things different. And I want you to hear the words that Jesus speaks to Mary. Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead and tell my brothers, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. As if Jesus is saying, that which has separated us from our Maker, our Creator, the sin and the shame and the doubt, I am making it all possible as I bring together through the cross and resurrection love and justice, paying the price for your sins and shortcomings so that my Father can be your Father and my God can be your God in a personal and powerful way. And he gives the news to Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was the first Easter preacher, a woman with a checkered past that God had transformed her life in a powerful and life-changing moment, and it stuck. Her faith walked through the moment at the dinner time when Martha and was scurrying and making dinner, there was Mary at the feet of Jesus, listening to Jesus. And in this moment, Mary had the faith to walk in the darkness to the tomb, to do whatever she could, not even knowing quite where the pieces were going to take her. But she was able to see her Lord and Savior first and take the message to the disciple. Mary is often called the apostle to the apostles. She proclaimed the resurrection first. And Jesus gave her that good news. What a powerful, life-transforming moment because Jesus knew that her past had been forgiven, her life was changed, and she was a shining light in this moment, even as Jesus' light was shining. Today, I don't know what you're facing, what darkness is clouding your night, even on this Easter morning. 
Maybe it is the death of a loved one. Maybe it is an illness. Maybe financial difficulties, relationship difficulties, or just not sure about the future. But know this. If you're willing to take a step of faith in the darkness, Jesus will be there with you, and you will be able to celebrate in the light because we have this firm hope of the resurrection. I love the story of this uh, father and little boy. And the father is a farmer, and he tells his little boy to go out into the field and to move this big rock that's out there. And the little boy wants to please his father, so he goes out there, and he, he tries everything. And, and it, he tries pushing the rock, and it's too big, and so he tries tying a big rope around the rock and pulling it, but it's too, too heavy to pull. And then he even goes out and takes sort of a sledgehammer and does his best to uh, pound the rock into pieces so he could take the pieces and move it, but the rock is simply too hard. And finally, discouraged, he goes to his father and says, you know, father, I've tried everything to move the rock. And the father said, no, no, you haven't. And the boy said, what do you mean? I, I, I tried pushing it with all my might and I couldn't move it. And then I tried tying a rope around it and pulling it. And then I even tried pounding it with a big hammer and breaking it up, but it was too hard. I've tried everything and couldn't move it. And the father said, you haven't tried everything because he haven't come to me and asked you to help him. And if you'd ask me to help you, I will help you move the rock. And so father and son went to move the rock. And I think in the same way, sometimes when things seem too immense and too dark for us, they are too immense, too dark, too big, too hard, too difficult. But if we go to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he will help us move that rock and miracles will happen. Today, as we have been in this journey through the seven signs of John as new beginnings, each sign has pointed to Jesus, and each sign in some way has been in the darkness. But in this morning of Easter morning, in this morning when Jesus speaks to Mary, all of a sudden, darkness has turned to light. And we see the signs clearly now pointing to Jesus who said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and so we can celebrate this Easter morning. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Would join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you for Easter morning that is a morning like no other. We thank you that you were willing to take our sins and shame and shortcomings and take them to the cross and nail them to the cross so that it says paid in full through your life through the blood shed on Calvary. But then we thank you for the powerful hope, the promise of the resurrection, which you showed the way as dawn broke forth that first Easter morning. Thank you that through faith in you in the darkness, we can celebrate the light. We thank you for Easter morning. In Christ's name and all God's people said, amen. amen.